Today is I am recording episode 64, which is how to prepare a new dementia caregiver for the journey ahead. I am super excited because my husband has been gone for two weeks and he is on an airplane somewhere between here and Romania and is on his way home. It is a cold, wet, dreary day in South Carolina. And the reason I bring up my husband and his flight is because today in today's episode, we are going to explore dementia and understanding dementia using the analogy of a cockpit and a uh, pilot, a co-pilot, and a navigator. So I invite you to listen to that, and then I will be teaching you guys over the next several months how to see the dementia care process and the dementia caregiving process using a analogy of a flight as well as an airplane. So I invite you to stick around and I trust that you're going to get such value from today's episode. Hey there, success seeker. Welcome to Dementia Caregiving for Families. Do you feel overwhelmed with the daily struggle of dementia caregiving? Looking for an easier path? You're in the right place. On this podcast, we teach you the skills to simplify caregiving. We unravel the mystery of dementia and guide you through the often difficult behaviors. I'm Lizette, your host and fellow family caregiver. As an occupational therapist, I bring my professional and personal experience to this community. Here we speak the truth, but without the verbal vomit. I know you will find value in today's program, so buckle up while this flight takes off. Welcome to episode number 64, How to Prepare a New Dementia Caregiver for the Journey Ahead. Well, one of the things that I recently recognized and realized is that a lot of people, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this or thought about it this way, but a lot of people who are dementia caregivers or family caregivers of any sort do not even self-identify with the fact that they are a caregiver and that they have this diagnosis in their life and that they are that things have changed, even though they may have a head knowledge that the person that they love, like a parent, has dementia, they truly have no understanding of what that implies and what that means. And so family caregivers are not often identifying as a family caregiver of somebody living with dementia. They may, for example, know that their father was diagnosed with some form of dementia, but dad lives with mom. And because dad is still doing pretty good, there's this feeling or the sense that they, um, that their mom must be fine, that their mom must be coping because she's not saying anything yet. And so part of what I wanted to look at today is how do when when you are a new family caregiver when you just get the diagnosis of dementia alzheimer's frontotemporal lewy body whatever type of dementia when you first get that diagnosis what kind of things 
tend to happen and what the caregiving journey uh, can look like and what an analogy of it is that if we don't do something sooner, what it results in. Because what I've what I've started to recognize, and I've been doing this for over 30 years, and it's it's amazing because the more I do this, the more I'm starting to really realize, you know, caregivers come in in almost two flavors, if you'd like. Uh, the one family caregiver who gets the diagnosis and may have a little bit more of an educational background regarding dementia or what it means, or they're highly professional people that are go-getters and proactive and they jump in with both feet and they go ahead and they start to get prepared and they find somebody like me and they start to work with somebody like me because they recognize what the long-term consequences or the outcome of a dementia caregiving journey is, but that's not the that's not the reality of where most people live. Most people they they get a diagnosis and then it's crickets. I want to use the analogy, and this is a horrible analogy to a large extent, but it's a very practical analogy that most of us have heard this analogy before, right? The analogy of the frog that is thrown into cold water on a stove that is in the cold water and swimming happy because he doesn't notice that he's actually in hot water, right? Because it's so slow and is insidious and gradual that the heat is being turned up. And so there's he's swimming along friendly, all nice and everything. And all of a sudden, one day, woe is me, I'm a boiled frog because he's been in this this um, environment of the cold water that was then getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And by the time he realizes that he's in trouble, it's too late. Well, the the my experience with family caregivers and primary caregivers of people living with dementia is frequently they're like that frog because when they get the diagnosis as a new caregiver, things are maybe not that bad, right? Because they may be getting it at the beginning. They've noticed the signs. They've seen some of the changes. They've recognized that things are happening and boom, they get this diagnosis. But they're kind of like that frog in the water where it just, they're just there. And then all of a sudden it, it was insidious. The changes kept happening. They kept accommodating. They kept changing. They kept doing something different. They they kept, you know doing stuff and not necessarily the right stuff because they didn't necessarily know what the right stuff was and they trained themselves in the wrong way because they didn't know any better. This is not their fault, guys. They didn't know any better uh, because society and healthcare system has failed us. They have totally failed us and not let us understand, you know, not given the people the help that they need when they find out they have this diagnosis. Um, And then the person doesn't doesn't prepare for what's coming ahead, and then they turn into the second type of caregiver, which is the one that that is overwhelmed and totally freaked out, and their own health is going to pot. And it doesn't matter what you say to them, they get triggered because it, it has been such a long, drawn-out process for them, and they've had no help. It's not their fault either, um, or they're in these huge... Uh, Facebook groups that I call verbal vomit because all it is is woe is me and doom and gloom and 
quite frankly, you are not 100% guaranteed that the information that you're getting in those Facebook groups are reliable. And so the first thing that I want a new family caregiver of somebody living with dementia to understand is you need to get help way earlier than what you realize. You do not need to wait until you're that overwhelmed and stressed and freaked out to get help. You need to actively be seeking help immediately when you get the diagnosis. But the problem is nobody is telling you that you actually need help. Nobody is showing you where to go to get help. And so let let me give you a quick brief overview of a whole dementia process, a journey that you can understand. This is a, like I said, a, a high overview of a dementia caregiving journey and what it entails. So we're just going to, I'm going to give you a a quick overview. What I have done over the years that I've been working with people living with dementia is that I've realized that we we can equate a dementia caregiving process, the entire process of dementia and our life like a flight right? We're in utero. um, We have a beginning. We have a runway. We take off. That's our developmental years. Then we're in the flight where we may have some turbulence, some up and downs in our life, right? And then we get a, uh, we're all going to die. I tell everybody this all the time. I sound like the terrible person for saying this out loud. But when we get a terminal diagnosis of any sort, whether it be cancer or whether it be a head injury or, you know, well, not a head injury, but like a like a brain cancer or something like that. We all have a, we know something's going to end, heart disease, things like that, right? So we, we our life is like a flight, beginning, middle to end. And the entire dementia caregiving process, I can put into an airplane for you. But what we're going to start out with today is just the cockpit, because I want the new family caregiver to understand a a few things today. None of us, so think about it this way. Who is, most of us have flown, right? Everybody has flown. Most, Most people have gotten on an airplane and flown. In an airplane, in the cockpit of the airplane, we have a pilot, a co-pilot. And way back when, when I was a kid and flying, we had what was called the navigator, right? Nowadays, the navigation system is the instrumentation in the airplane, but the instrumentation is still appropriate as a navigator. It literally tells you where to go, right? Why is this important? Because when we are on our life flight, our life journey, we do not navigate it alone. Nobody navigates through life alone. Even if you were never married, you you do not navigate through life alone. You have siblings, you have colleagues, you have a good friend, you have a niece or a nephew. Just because you're not married doesn't mean that you are alone the pilot in your airplane. We all have co-pilots. When we are children, our co-pilot, so we're still the pilot of our flight, our co-pilot, our parent, is just at that point 
flying the plane for us because we're too young and we're a minor and we haven't figured it out yet because we're still developing. But once we reach adulthood and we are the pilot of our plane, we navigate through life with co-pilots, their spouses, their friends, their siblings, their nieces and nephews. We do not navigate through life alone. Nobody navigates through life alone. We have a co-pilot. The reality of dementia is that dementia is an, has an inverse relationship. Uh, what I mean by that is as soon as a person is diagnosed with dementia, that is the high point now, and we are going to slowly start to change over time. And if a person is diagnosed with dementia at a mild cognitive impairment, they can still fly their plane, but their co-pilot now needs to start to become aware of the fact that they have these changes in their brain. And at some point or another, and if you're listening to this program, you cannot see me, but at some point or another, there's going to be a, a crossing point. So the, the pilot starts at the highest point that they are, and the co-pilot is there, but they are not flying the plane. But as the person with dementia is slowly decreasing, the person who is the co-pilot is slowly increasing in responsibility. And where that X marks the spot is, that is the the, the time, the pivotal time in a person living with dementia's uh, journey that the person living with dementia where that X marks the spot occurs is when that person cannot safely make decisions for themselves anymore. And that is where the co-pilot now takes over the flight, right? So we, we, what I want you to understand if you are a, if you're new to being a family caregiver for a person living with dementia is that we can prepare for that from the moment we find out that somebody has dementia, I have to be thinking ahead as to when is that point. And, you know, it could be two weeks, it could be three months, it could be seven years. I don't know. But at some point or another, that person with dementia, if they live long enough, is not going to be able to make those decisions for themselves anymore. And they need the co-pilot then to take over. Now, back to the analogy of the flight, what is the navigation system? So my contention is that the navigation system is somebody like me, and there are other people out there, but, but somebody like me who is a dementia specialist, who is a dementia coach, who can provide you with the education that you need, with the, with the actual skills that you can practice in order for you to be able to navigate this easier, because that's what a navigation system is. It's a guide. It's a way for you to make it easier. It's a way for you to go from point A to point B without getting lost. Well, too many people are trying to navigate dementia caregiving without any sort of a navigation system. And the healthcare system has actually contributed to that problem. The healthcare system has definitely been an integral part of people navigating this journey without any support at all and getting lost and getting overwhelmed and, and not having the right structures or the right systems or the right processes in place in order for them to get through this journey 
in a safe, effective, and timely manner without losing their own health, without losing their own relationships, without having to stop working earlier because they didn't plan ahead and they didn't have the strategies in place. I can go on and on as to what the what the negative consequences are of not actually figuring this out earlier on. The problem is that people are just like that frog. They're in the water and they just kind of, they just keep going and they're coping. And then all of a sudden one day they're not. And I don't want you to get that way. I don't want you to get to that point where you're the frog trying to jump out of the hot water and it's a little too little and a little too late to actually do something because those are the caregivers, the family caregivers who come through this process totally decimated. They come through this process having lost their own health, having lost their own brain health, having lost their own relationships, having no hope through the process and having not made lasting memories for them with the people that they love and are trying to take care of because they didn't have a system in place. So I I, I know I sound like a broken record, but the reality of the matter is I feel so strongly about this because of 30 years of working with thousands of people and, and really condensing it down to two types of caregivers. The caregiver who who makes the decision to become a caregiver and puts strategies and things in place and comes through this, even though not entirely unscathed, but way, way better off with their own health, their own relationships, their own uh, preferences, their own needs met, everything, versus the caregiver who turns into the boiled frog who is overwhelmed and didn't make the decision and is hating it and is a reluctant caregiver and just thinks that it it's an awful process and i want you to be the first type of caregiver what do what type of caregiver do you want to be i want you i want you to really sit with that for a second and if you're ready to actually get out of the warming up water and figuring out what you need to do, then I invite you, if this resonates with you, I invite you to reach out to me. You can reach me in in a lot of different ways, but in the show notes, you will find the link. Um, You can schedule a 20-minute call with me. I promise you, I will give you one thing out of that call that you can use to practically help the person that you're helping and to help you. But if you're ready to go deeper, if you're ready to actually get the help you need, then I invite you to go look at DementiaCaregiving.com. I'm sorry, DementiaCaregivingMadeEasy.com and forward slash start and start down your own journey where you as the co-pilot are actually learning the skills that you need in order to provide care, right? The practical skills, the the habits and things that you need in order to do this life flight, this marathon for an extended period of time. Because if you're at the beginning of your journey, nobody can tell you how long it is, right? But if you're if you're a family caregiver coming into this journey at the beginning, you do not know if it's going to be two years, three years, five years, ten years, or twenty years. There's no way for anybody to know. So we may as well prepare at the beginning for what the worst outcome could be, which is I'm taking care of somebody with dementia for 20 years. And what is that going to look like? And how am I going to put this? How am I going to build this plane? How am I going to fly this plane? Who am I going to put on the airplane to help me? 
How am I going to educate myself regarding what the care support is that I need? How am I going to know exactly what kind of skills that I need to learn? How do I learn to communicate with the person now as well as in the future? How do I know what the baggage of dementia is? How do I know what the difference of Alzheimer's dementia is and say Lewy body? And if I have uh, helping somebody with Lewy body dementia, I really don't need to know about Alzheimer's dementia, do I? How do so? I've curated this group to answer those questions for you, to be able to help you carry this, this burden and this, this, this help you fly this airplane, help you take over and be the best co-pilot that you can be for the person that you're helping. What kind of um, support systems do you have? What are their financial? What is the, the preferences? All of that. I've built it out in the analogy of an airplane. And over the next several months, we'll kind of talk about what different strategies are and so on. But the primary person I am here to support is not your parent living with dementia or your spouse living with dementia. It is you, dear family caregiver. It is you, the person who is the primary support, the undergirding support of this person living with dementia. I'm here to invite you into my world where we can get you the help that you need. Don't try to fly this plane by yourself. I beg you. It is I, it, That is when you crash and burn, guys. That is when you crash and burn. So if I resonate with you, the links are in the show notes below. Please reach out. You have two primary ways that you can reach out to me. Do like and subscribe to this podcast. You will hear more of my passionate caregiving for family living, for families living with dementia caregiving. I am passionate about that. This this is my driving passion. I get up in the morning thinking, how can I serve? How can I serve you? How can I make your life easier? So like I said, subscribe to the podcast and please, please, please go and review it on Apple Podcasts for me. Apple Podcasts is the only way that we get the reviews that really make a difference. It's great that you review it on a different platform, but Apple Podcasts is the best way. And if you're like me, an Android user, borrow somebody's Apple iPhone and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I pray that the Lord blesses you today and thank you for being here. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you yet again for joining me on today's episode of episode 64 of how to prepare a new dementia caregiver for the journey ahead. I trust that my analogy of the frog in the hot water didn't upset anybody too much. It was not meant to be insensitive. It is just an analogy that we've used in so many different places in the world. And I know that it's not an analogy, that it's the first time that you've heard this analogy. So if you are a new family caregiver, I really invite you to to come into my world, listen to this program, get to know me, get to know my passion. Yet again, from today's program, we looked at understanding dementia, caregiving as uh, being in the cockpit between being the pilot and the co-pilot and the relationship and the inverse relationship of those two things. And then we're going to be exploring over the next several weeks how how to see dementia and dementia caregiving through the lens, through the analogy of an airplane and what all of the different systems are and how we can make it easier for you as a new family caregiver on a journey with somebody that you love 
who is living with dementia. So tune in to the next episode. Thanks for joining me today, Success Seeker. I pour my heart and soul into this program to serve you. You can serve me by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And join our free Facebook group, Dementia Caregiving for Families. It's a positive and proactive space to navigate dementia caregiving together. Get practical tools and find support, but without the verbal vomit. Be a part of our community where we seek to find peace of mind and ease despite the dementia diagnosis. So join today and see you next time as our flight takes off.